0: man i'm peachy thanks for asking merry christmas here guy thank you for coming on
1: no absolutely man inaugural episode we're just out here shooting the shit so let's get to it let's have some fun
0: right on right on man so we we wanted to start a podcast uh so so johnny and i have been talking uh talking for a minute so we're, we're both fixed ops uh leaders in in the industry and kind of want to just start a path with uh, people that are new leaders in in the industry and uh, kind of let you know that you're not out, you're not alone and and seeing what we can do to help. And and hopefully you you guys are picking this up and we kind of pick our brains. So I I kind of want to start off, uh, Johnny, why don't you give a brief intro kind of, you know, how long you've been in the industry, what you've been doing, um, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh,
1: Man, I've been in the industry maybe since 2017. I got into it on accident. Someone reached out to me, said, hey, uh, we need someone who's good with people, someone who works well under pressure. Uh, Come on in. And I was like, I don't know, man. Kind of don't know what I'm doing. I don't know cars very much. Are you sure? They're like, yeah, dude, don't worry about it. Just... Just come on in. We'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what happened. I got in the industry that way. And there what I noticed is there was a huge power vacuum of no one knowing what they were doing. And I still see it today because I have no idea what I'm doing. So if you're watching this podcast, you've taken the first step because no one
0: here knows what they're doing. So we're all here to learn from each other and go from there. So here we are. That's, that's funny that you say that because, uh, you know how many people, it, it's the same story. Like, uh, you know, I, I can remember when I first got in, right? And it was just like, I have no idea about cars, right? There's just this, 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 uh, this false idea out there that you have to know about cars in order to to right. work in the, the the auto industry and it really everybody that i've i've ever talked to that's any good um kind of just gets on accident right they're they're not right. not really owners or not anything they just kind of got stuck in and and all of a sudden they're they were the last ones holding the bag and 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 here we are man so so yeah, so okay, so what what did you start out doing, man? What what? Uh, so when you got in the automotive industry, first of all, what was your impression of it? Really quick before you say that, right? Uh, it's it's a lot like golf, right? Everybody, uh, it, it's the auto industry. That's a good analogy for me. Is oh, I don't want to play golf because I don't know, you know, I'm not any good. I'm going to suck out there. And then the next thing you know, you go out in the field, and the first thing you notice is like, dude, everybody else sucks as bad as I do, right? <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I'll give you that. That's that's actually a pretty good uh, spot on analogy, man. Uh, You kind of go out there. Same thing with golf. I didn't want to get out there. I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, you see the PGA Tour, you see Tiger Woods out there. And they're just hitting these crisp shots right down the line. And then you go out there with your buddies and they're hacking, they're hitting uh, they're they're chipping turf out, you know, and just chucking their ball into the woods and kind of the same thing. Right. So every now and then you'll have a good shot. And the same thing goes with the automotive industry when you're running fixed stops or anything in general. So I go in, I do my best. I try to knock it out here and there, have some big swings, but for the most part, it's uh, it's the little details that, that matter. So if you're good at putting, that's usually where it's at. It's the finer details, taking it all the way and getting it into the hole at the very end. So good analogy, Luis. I'm impressed.
0: We we got a lot of good stuff. We gotta we gotta write this stuff down. Sometimes we we're having conversations and we we, we stop ourselves because we don't wanna get into it too much and we want this to be as real as possible for you. So so anyways, you you get started. Uh sounds like somebody kind of dragged you in because they had need.
1: Oh yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So one of my buddies reached out to me and said, hey, man, we, we are looking for an advisor. I was like, what, what does an advisor do? <clears throat> He's like, oh, basically, a customer comes in, expresses to them, hey, this is what's going on with my car. They have to jot it down on a piece of paper. They take it to the technician. Technician figures out what's wrong, brings that paper right back, and you explain to the customer, hey, this is what's wrong with your car. And this is what it's going to take to fix your vehicle and get you right back up to speed. He's like, can you do that? And I was like, I, I, I guess. I was like, I, I don't. I don't know any of these parts. I don't know cars. He's like, don't worry about it, dude. All you have to do is listen to the technician and write it down and convey that message. And I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. So I jumped in and I started off as a service advisor and I was there for about what, maybe, maybe a year and a half, maybe two years,
0: And then, yeah, that's, that's how I cut my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So we started out, so I actually was a parts manager. That's how I met Johnny was, uh, I I got in, I was uh, a friend of mine that actually was a service advisor that was a, became a director at, uh, one of the big three, uh, big three companies out there called me up and was like, uh, I was a service manager uh, and and, uh, you know, something didn't work out with my previous job. And and he called me up and he's like, Hey, don't take another position. Uh, Come, come fix my parts department. Uh, I need some help there. And that's how Johnny and I met. Right. So, and it, and it came, it was a small world because you, you were actually really good friends with my cousin, right? You kind of went to high school and all that stuff. So who was also in the automotive industry. Right. A small small world. world, and the gentleman that actually brought you—we uh, won't, won't say names yet, unless uh, maybe we'll invite him on the show one day. That the gentleman that invited you into the automotive industry, I actually knew as a as a kid. He was a kid for me, um, but I, I remember him kind of tag along, and uh, I had brought my cousin in, who had brought this gentleman in, who had brought Johnny in, and 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 this is this is what's great about the automotive industry is is that if if you have a little bit, a hint of talent. It is kind of one of the best kept secrets out in the industry. It's, it's very high pace, high stress. Um, but if, if you get it together, uh, and, and, you know, kind of have some good contacts, a little bit of blessings here and there, uh, you, you'll do very, very well. So Johnny started out as a service advisor, did that. We met, I was a parts manager. Then, you know, uh, they, 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 you know, the director switched me over to be the service manager at the time. We had some good relationships some, some yeah. very fun times. You and I clicked very well, like instantly, right? Would you, would you say that?
1: No, not at all. Don't guys, don't let them fool you. Um, I heard whispering, Hey, we have this new guy coming in. He's a wizard. He knows everything that's going on. He's a guru. His name's Luis Romano. He's going to show up. He's just going to fix everything right away. I was like, Oh man, who's this guy going to be? Man. Wonderful. Hang out. Wonderful. If we'll like me. Right. <clears throat> I'm walking by, see him one day, you know, he's, he's focused. He's a man on fire. He has his job. He's doing it right. I just happen to be walking towards the shop. He's walking out of the parts department and I'm walking by with my repair order in my hand. I'm like, Oh, Hi, Luis. <laughs> and he looks at me. And he walks right by. I was like, I was like, all right, man. all right, all right. So years later, Luis was like, dude, I, I, yeah. I was a mess, man. This place was on fire, dude, and I, my head was spinning. And I was like, all right, but that's that's how Luis and I first met. Uh, he looked at me, and just <laughs> kept going. I was like. <laughs> was like, all right. It was like high school all over again when I say hi to girls. You know, just nothing. It was just that. That's it. It was. So, it was a wrap. So, but yeah. Cool. Then, well, I mean,
0: I, I don't. I don't remember that, John. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's that's I what's funny <laughs> is is uh, you know like like many other times. So, uh, I, I've been in the industry myself for about twenty one years, and uh, typically my phone doesn't ring unless your uh, department is on fire, right? So, this kind of worked out really well for me because I wasn't working uh, and uh, got the call and of course uh, I didn't know at the time that it was On fire the way it was on fire, and uh, here we go. So, got to meet a lot of interesting people. Got to do you know a lot of personalities. And Johnny, you know, for me instantly when when I got a chance to really sit down and talk, and that's when we found out you know hey you know my cousin you know this you know that we kind of instantly bonded and we we clicked. So uh, Johnny to me is is one of the the closest kind of uh, peer mentors I've had in the industry. So again he's he's I wouldn't say newer, but uh, definitely maybe half a decade or so in the auto industry, but he is a wealth and wealth of knowledge of kind of figuring personalities and and uh, people and customers and employees, and that's really really what what he's great at. And uh, when, when I go to you know look for advice, he's typically the first phone call I make because uh, he has so much insight. So how mu- how much do you think? Uh, you knowing that, your 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 personality of being able to read people or your skill, I should say, of being able to read people and do that, how much did that help with you in the industry and uh, did you use that anywhere else?
1: I use it every day, actually. I didn't realize I was really good at that until, I don't know, maybe – halfway into my management foray not even in the automotive industry in general just uh just overall in in the workforce and in life right you know picking up when I could tell when someone's not being truthful not even lying just maybe hiding the truth or maybe um, just not being forthright right off the bat or you know just say not telling me the entire story i can figure that out or hey if someone's uncomfortable something of that nature so it's it's actually really helped it just that's The biggest thing that helps me navigate every day, you know, whether it's with customers, with uh, technicians, with advisors, with parts personnel, um, with GMs who maybe can't convey the message they're trying to get across, things of that nature. So I can pick up on stuff like that. So it helps me out tremendously. It's actually my number one skill set. It's my hidden talent.
0: Cool. That's great. That's right. That's awesome. Well, uh, so you are now a uh fixed ops director, right? Yeah. So that's for for one of the, I want to say if it's not big three, big four. Uh so so one of those those companies out there. Uh and so how much has your position changed from when you came a to a service advisor to a fixed ops manager, uh, which you are now? So how much would you say you've learned? What have you learned? How did your path get to that?
1: that's a uh, that's a loaded question whenever someone asks me kind of what my job is and what it's like i I like to explain to them it's it's probably the last bastion of the Wild West. So the automotive industry in general to me is just like the Wild West. It's just there's mercenaries out there, there's cowboys, there's people trying to set up new law. And, hey, you know, anytime a new dealership opens up, anytime something else opens up brand new, um, it's just like a new town, a new settlement setting up. Right. So what they do is they want to call. They want to call on a lawman. They want to know they want to send someone in like, hey, we need to fix this and get it together just like that. So I don't know. It's from being an advisor to uh, going to service director. It's i um, I'm essentially just a glorified receptionist. Right. So um, people call. They want to know what's going on with their car. Um, I follow up with that. I set schedules. I monitor schedules, you know, in regards to payment and whatnot. You know, I'm paying vendors. I'm making sure I'm getting paid. From everyone else, things of that nature. So essentially, like I said, it's just I'm just holding up different sticks. I'm holding up, making sure I'm putting my fingers in holes in the boat to make sure that we don't sink. And that's the best way I can describe it, man, is... Cool. It's making sure everyone's job is a little bit easier and it doesn't suck as much as it should,
0: like the uh, Looney Tune cartoons. For those of you guys that, have, yeah. that remember Looney Tunes, when you have that <laughs> little squirrel or whatever, and he have a crack and he stick his finger to stop the 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 waterfall from going, and then he's using Absolutely. all his limbs to to cover it up. That's <laughs> that's a that's pretty good, pretty good. So, well, I I, I got into the industry, uh, like I said, on accident. I started uh, washing cards. It was actually um, a, again a little bit of skill, a little bit of luck started when I was 18. Uh, my neighbor was, I lived in an apartment complex and my upstairs neighbors worked for uh, a BMW brand and he, he wanted me to come wash cars for him. And then of course I, that didn't sound like a great job for me. I was working at Mervyn's at the time, right? I was a little shipping receiver organizing the back, uh, the back half and getting all that stuff done. And I just joined, uh, because it was one of those things. I just wanted to Get them off my back. I says, okay, dude, you, you ask me every day to come work for you. So let me go start washing some cars. And it was, it was wow. Right. Like I, I went in, I, I, it was a bunch of great people, right? Just a bunch of humble people, hardworking people, blue collar people out there. And we got to do things in the industry or, or really in the job that I never did. Right. Getting lunches provided for us, uh, going out, you know, I was only 18, but getting invited to, to go to social gatherings, things like that. And it was just uh, an environment, not to mention that it was one of the best brands, uh, out there that I had worked for, um, because they were just gorgeous cars. Right. So here I am, eighteen years old, getting to drive these eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollar cars, and uh, from there, kind of just washing cars. So I wash cars, detail cars, um, did that for a few years, and then had my first opportunity to kind of join the parts department. That's kind of where I, I tell everybody, you know, a little bit of luck and and some hard work. Um, so it just happened that. You know, I I got asked to go from a car washer into the parts department and there was a bunch of kind of underachievers, you know, people that just kind of won.
1: So why do you think that was? So how do you how does someone make their way from car washer to
0: managing inventory? Uh, To be honest with you, I think it was just uh, they didn't have anybody else right so uh, i was there i I showed up to work every day i was on time i was uh reliable right so So wait i'm I'm
1: sorry so let me let me rewind i just want to make make, i just want to verify Mm -hmm. so you're saying if you show up to work
0: show up to work on time and you're reliable Will work that out, that you know? is 80% for, for you guys that are out there. So if you're listening and you're in the automotive industry and you're like, man, why haven't I? Why am I not a manager? Why am I not this? Um, it, it's most likely because the, you're not reliable. You don't show up on time. Um and uh that that could be a reason. You know, that that's one of the major reasons that I've seen because just with my path is everybody, you know, you, you called me a guru here, and I've I've heard that kind of a couple of times, but I, I really have no special talent, right? It's just one of those things that I'm consistent. Um, and I think people saw that consistency. So they brought me in, started uh doing some things in the parts department. Next thing you know, two years later, not even two years later, a year and a half, I'm assistant manager, right? So I go from washing cars to to an assistant manager and, again, asked me how that happened, right? It was the the guy before me, you know, some things happened. I had a guy that passed away. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm just the last guy there, right? So I, I ended up saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll try to figure it out um and and i've always kind of enjoyed leadership and leading people and pointing people in the right direction and so just naturally everybody kind of gravitated to me right so i became the the parts manager you know i would question things all the time like why are we doing this why are we doing that you know my boss would give me those oh it's an unwritten rule and this and that but he never had um really any good explanation so right away kind of like what what you say johnny i realized he was kind of full of it um and he didn't know no, and, and uh, he probably yeah. had a very similar path to what I did, where, where he got to be it. So, uh, you know, years, you know, a year or two later, I ended up going into the service department to write service. Absolutely hated that. That was kind of the hardest thing. You know, I go in from being a hot shot, right? I'm washing cars. I go into parts. I go all the way up to the ranks, uh, become assistant manager. I says, hey, I want to do what these these guys in this room are doing. They all they do is call people, right, and take an order down and tell a mechanic what to do. They fix the car and it's done. I said, how hard can that job be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah isn't that funny yeah same yeah, yeah. yeah. so shit. I realized almost day one day two that you know again I was man I was like 22 at the time 23 and uh I realized that that was you know I had made a mistake right I was like man this is not what I want to do uh luckily for me I was so such a vital important part of the parts department that uh the the existing parts manager really struggled after I left he really had nobody to fill in the void uh and So he ended up resigning and – it was just kind of a natural fit. Everybody just assumed, well, Luis is going to go back into parts and he runs it and kind of went from there, right? So then became parts manager and, you know, one thing led to another, became a parts director for multiple stores, um, parts and service director again, since I had already done service. Uh, and and then here we are, it's kind of just been in the service end of it too. So kind of kind of one of those uh, brief intros that both Johnny and I had Similar, not similar experiences, right? Mine was kind of, you know, through washing cars and, and going through parts and then being a fix off director from there. Um, but you know, one of the things that I look for in, as a leader was I wanted that same kind of consistency. And that's what Johnny brought in was he was consistent. He showed up. He was reliable. Uh, he didn't know everything, but he knew how to ask the right questions. And I think more than anything in this industry, that's kind of what we want to do. And we want to give you that skill set, uh, is that you don't need to know about cars you, you know if, if you can show up on time show up right and, and then have some ethics there right johnny those those are my my couple of things
1: absolutely uh, those are kind of the golden rules right i mean I I tell people the same stuff. I'm like, hey, just don't make my job suck. That's my number one thing I tell anyone I hire. Look, I'm I'm bringing you on board because, you know, hey, you're a piece of the puzzle, just like I am. Um, My job is to make sure things fit together and things run a little bit smoothly. So please, please, please don't make my job suck. So if you need help, ask me and I will do everything I can to help you out. I will make things right for you. Just give me the opportunity and please, please show up and show up on time and don't make my job suck. So. (laughs)
0: you <laughs> Well, perfect. I mean, that's kind of the really what what I wanted to do in today's episode is just kind of briefly talk and and hopefully you guys uh, kind of subscribe to our, our podcast here and kind of uh, learn as we go and and hopefully we can make something really big of this and and um, as we start to kind of experience, we have a million stories that we can talk about, right? Just a a, a book full of of experiences that we've done and we we kind of chuckle because it's it's the same thing. That's you know being, being in the industry 22 years now, uh, I, I see the same thing over and over again. So people that do call me a guru, it's not guru. I just have experiences where it's the same thing over and over and over again. You go to one dealership to another dealership yeah. just to experience the same, Oh yeah. uh, the same concerns, the same processes, things like that. So, Well, great. Well, Johnny, again, thank you so much. Uh, I hope this is first of many to come and uh, we can uh, talk about a whole bunch of different stuff.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm actually going to have to go find my podcast stuff now. I got to get my microphone. I got to get my ring of light. That way you can see my gorgeous, gorgeous face. And uh, hopefully this little frog in my throat goes away because I'm a little bit sick. But
0: uh, the velvety radio voice will be back shortly. Uh, I will not sound like Batman. Well, so. you sound wonderful. I wouldn't have ever known. I thought that it's very so if you guys don't know, so Johnny mm. is is a very attractive, good looking guy. So uh let, let me just put it out there. That's that's his moneymaker, that's his 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 other talent. I would say that's his major talent is he's very oh, you. he's a very he's a very charming individual. So oh. all right. Well thank you guys for uh listening and uh we'll be back soon. Ciao.